I was in my early 20s and singing with a gospel quartet. We had been engaged to sing at a three-day cross-denominational gathering at a local college. And the guest speaker was Bruce W. Thielman, at the time from Grove City College. I'd never heard of him before, and he preached on our passage today from 2 Samuel 1. I've never forgotten it, and never will. We'll look at that a bit closer today. I'm Reed Ferguson, and we're glad you've joined us today as we're going through the Word in 2020. Our four selections for today are 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 6, Mark 10, 1 through 12, 1 Samuel 31 through 2 Samuel 2:11, and Psalm 88. As I mentioned, I want to look at the death of King Saul as recorded in 1 Samuel 1. For here is a great example of learning where we need to be careful readers connecting up passages that shed light on each other, and seeing how the scripture also makes its own application in places. In the first case, as Dr. Thielman preached, he made the connection with verse 14, where the man who claimed to have finally ended Saul's life and brought David Saul's crown, identified himself as an Amalekite. Why was that significant? because back in 1 Samuel 15, God had pronounced judgment on the Amalekites for their previous sins and had commissioned Saul to wipe them out completely, something he failed to do. In fact, it was Saul's sin of rebelling against God's commands regarding the Amalekites that precipitates his losing the kingdom. So it is, 1 Samuel 15:23 reads, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. And what of the application then? Well, that goes back to God's warnings to his people in Numbers 32:23. There we read, quote, But if you will not do so, uh, obey God, behold, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Close quote. Unrepentant sin does not go unaddressed. Eventually, it will not just be found out. As the text says, it will find us out. It will reveal who we really are, regardless of what we profess. In Saul's case, what he refused to do years earlier finds him destroyed at the hands of the very ones he had been sent to destroy. And it gives us great pause to think about our own sins. There is the reality that we cannot treat our sin lightly. Often, by our sins, we set into motion things which will later find us out. And let no one be deceived that somehow they can claim to follow Christ, as Saul claimed to obey God, and not reckon with their sin, but justify it and keep it under cover. Your sin my sin, will find us out if it's not dealt with. Saul might have repented of his rebellion and gone back to deal with the Amalekites properly. The affair wasn't over yet. There was time. He could still end well, even if his successor had already been chosen. But the appearance of this young man who ended up beheading Saul demonstrates he didn't 
he let it go. And in the end, it was his undoing. How desperately our need for a Savior appears in the light of such passages. How amazing his forgiveness is. How merciful he is. How patient and long-suffering with us. How glorious the blood of Christ that cleanses us from all sin. The working of his Spirit to bring us to repentance. The promise of his receiving us when we come and confess and forsake our sin though we still struggle with it at times. Don't justify your sin, beloved. Bring it to Him. Let that soak into your soul today. God bless and God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Mm -hmm.